Welcome back, everybody. It's Bill Courtney with an Army of Normal Folks. Let's continue with part three of our conversation with Officer Tommy Norman right after these brief messages from our generous sponsors. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. We now talk about the crosses Tommy has bared. Um, Tommy, you, uh, you had uh, a couple of pieces of tragedy in your life that I think is important for our listeners to know about because it hadn't been all peaches and cream for you. Tell me about your daughter, Tommy. Yeah, my daughter, Alyssa Norman, um, passed away uh, November 17th of, uh, of last year, of 2021. 20- Dude, that's not long ago. No, a year ago, a year ago. And I'm still struggling, um, still grieving. Um, Alyssa Norman, um, born July 24th, uh, 1995, and was a daddy's girl her entire life. I mean, when you talk about a daddy's girl, she wanted to be with her dad. She wanted her dad to comb her hair. She wanted to go places with her dad. And um, she played volleyball. She played basketball. She played softball. She made friends easily. Grew up um, North Little Rock. Yeah, North like Little Rock. You. Yes, and and so um, <clears throat> she knew her dad's heart. She would always go to events with me, block parties. Would she go? Would you take her with you? Yeah, and her brother Mitchell. Yes, they would come. They would come with me sometimes. They'd be underneath tables, you know, just playing around. And and um, so they, your kids were engaged in this stuff with you. They knew. They knew what their dad loved. And I'm thinking, gosh, if, if if they're watching what I'm doing as a police officer and as a humanitarian, this can't be a bad thing. You know, I mean, they're they're learning what it's like to be friends with no, other you're, people. You're teaching them by example. Right. It's beautiful. And, and so um, we, uh, as Alyssa got older, uh, her late teens and, and, and her early 20s, there were times, uh, Bill, that I didn't speak to her. There are times that our relationship were a little bit was a little bit rocky, whether that be me being prideful and spending too much time in the community and not choosing to stay at home. One of the things I've always been good at is connecting with people in the community. One of the things I've always been good at is public service. So I'm thinking, go out and do something you're good at. It comes easy to me. And there were times when I should have stayed home with Alyssa. There are times I should have stayed home with my son, Mitchell. But I chose to go out in the community because the community needed me more. At least I felt the community needed me more. So Alyssa, 
at times in her early adulthood, she would get in trouble. She was ex- she was experimenting with drugs. Uh, You're a cop, dude. Exactly. Did you know this was going on? I did eventually. I did eventually when other people would tell me. Um, it's you know, weird. Even when you're a cop, parents are the last to know. Exactly. The last to know. And, Even for a cop. And I remember one time, um, you know, Alyssa had snuck out and she went to another city. Uh, your coworker there, Sherwood, Arkansas, and the Sherwood police had called me and said, this is what teenagers do. We've got your daughter here at the park. She's here. I passed curfew. Come pick her up. You know, I did the same thing. Um, and, and so um, last year in June, she wrote me a letter and she had it mailed to my house and a beautiful letter, a beautiful oh, was letter. was she at this time? She was uh, 25. Got it. She was, this was June. She was getting ready to turn 26. Got it. And at the time she wrote me the letter, we hadn't talked for a few months. In the letter, it says, Dad, I'm at the Harbor Home in Conway, Arkansas. It's a uh, home for women only that are coming out of addiction. We have church every Sunday at four o'clock. I would love if you would come to, to church and see me at the Harbor Home. In that letter, it says, I miss you. Uh, I never thought that relationships between dads and their little girls should ever be broken. I miss cuddling with you. I miss crawling in bed with you. I want to see you. So the oh next. Oh, my God, you must have melted. Uh, it, it, and I don't, I don't even bring the letter with me now to read it because it's, I, I couldn't even get through it. I, I can only imagine. This is I my have baby two girl. That are my baby girls. And if I got that letter, I'm, the letter alone would, oh my gosh, and I got and tears in my eyes thinking she, about my, my own reaction to that. And it's, 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 to me, it's, it's cute, it's handwritten. I want to say it was even in pencil, which just made it even more special. So the next Sunday I show up and uh, I surprise her and uh, I, I was... I was trying to make it to where I, when I came in the back door of the church, she wouldn't see me and I'm tippy toeing and other people are seeing me walk in. They're not letting her know. And she turns around and she catches me and she runs to me. And I remember I got on a white button down shirt and she, she buries her head and she's like, dad, I love you. And I missed you. And I said, I love you. And I miss you too, Alyssa. And I'm said, I'm sorry. I haven't been here. And when she moves her head back from my shirt, the shirt over my heart is soaking wet with her tears. And you may say, well, why, have, why weren't you there? I just didn't really know how to be a parent to my daughter who had been in trouble. You, you know, I wanted to be there, but then she's older, so we don't talk as much. So every Sunday after that, I would come to the Harbor Home. And after church, the house leader would let me take Alyssa out to eat dinner. So for all the time we missed... From, from what was her addiction, Tommy? Uh, fentanyl and heroin. Oh, God. So Heroin? Yes. What's fentanyl is even more powerful than heroin. Well, no, I, I yeah. know. It's just we're not talking about cocaine and weed. We're right. talking about injecting some heavy stuff into our... It, I it, mean, she, was, but she that, was gripped. But that wasn't Alyssa. That was not Alyssa. So we had so much fun. From I got the letter in June. I went to there, and then her birthday's in July, and then we, we have all this fun. We usually spend about three or four hours together on a Sunday afternoon, and, then, and every time that we would finish dinner and I would drive her back to the harbor home, we would sit outside on a bench in front of the harbor home, and, and this kind of tugs in my heart because Alyssa didn't want me to leave, and I knew 
why she did not want me to leave was because she would keep it coming up with different stories to talk about and different subjects and different topics. And I remember one time it was dark and the, and the, and, and the house mom comes out and, and she kind of peeks her head out the door. I think, Alyssa, I think that <laughs> that's a hint that you need to, it's time for you to go inside, you know, because you, they, they pray before they went to bed. But then she, she was in phase one of the Harbor home. So phase one, you're in this church that's a transformed into a home. Then phase two is a big trailer that's on the same property. If you get to phase two, you get your phone back, you get a job. I got to see her on more than Sundays. You get a little bit of freedom back. Yes, exactly. But you're still living on You're still living on, on the campus, property. I yes, guess. on campus, correct. So we got our van running. She got a job at a restaurant in Conway, Arkansas. Got her a gym membership to Planet Fitness. Went and get got her shape. some. Yeah, get, I mean, she's working. We got her these no-slip shoes. She worked in the kitchen and... And, and, and well, actually, she was a waiter, a waitress. But um, and then um, November sixteenth, uh, um, I talked to her that night, and uh, that was on a Tuesday. So once again, more privileges. That next day is a Wednesday. I said, Alyssa, text me or call me when you get off work. I want to come see you tomorrow. I want to hang out with you. So she calls me when she got off. And oh, she texted me. She said, Dad, I'm off work. I love you. I said, I love you too. And then she called me. Her voice sounded different. She did not sound like Alyssa. Did you suspect then she'd gotten back into something? I felt like she had taken something. I said, Alyssa, um, I didn't mention it to her, but it, Bill, it bothered me all night. It bothered me all night. And... When I hung up from her, I'm thinking, just, I wish I could be Plus with her. Plus, you're a cop, and you've been doing it for 20-something years. Right. You have a sense of when things are right and aren't wrong that people that aren't cops maybe don't have. I mean, the the cop in you probably tickled you a little. And and how many times have, have I talked to my daughter, and I know how she sounds on a normal right. day? Yeah. So, the next morning, I get up, go to work. It's around 7.15, 7.30. Me and two other officers are sitting at a local park. I'm chit-chatting, and my phone rings. And it says the Harbor Home. Well, I'm thinking, as I decide do I want to answer or not, Alyssa has her cell phone back. Why would she be calling me, number one, this early? And number two... It's an odd time. Right. Why, why isn't she calling me from her cell phone? And I'm thinking, before I finally swipe to answer, I'm thinking... She probably got in trouble the night before. I'm probably going to get a call that she got into some trouble, pulled over, something like that. So you're answering this phone call with a sense of dread that at this point, it's got to be one of these, crap, here we go again. We're going to have to start back over again. That's the dread you're thinking. And one of the things I thought about And maybe is, even a little pissed off and frustrated at her for doing it. Exactly. I'm thinking, okay, she's going to have to go back to phase one and start this all over again. And and sometimes that's had to happen there at the harbor. So, I mean, all that calculus going on in your mind. You're <clears throat> kind of mad. You're kind of frustrated. I mean, I'm listening to you. I'm not, I don't want to put words, but the, if it was me, I'd be... Sad, mad, pissed off, frustrated, and like... But all uh, of those, but I was scared to answer that phone. I swiped it, and it's the house mom. What news was I about to receive? So, hello, Officer Norman. Uh, this is Laura from the Harbor Home, and uh, Alyssa overdosed last night. 
So I'm in my uniform. I'm in my police car. You know, I'm just police officer. Yeah. Okay. Where is she at? What hospital is she at? I, I'm, I'll leave work right now and I'll go see her. Because overdose doesn't always mean that you're dead. Right. Sometimes overdose, you go to the hospital and you've been narcaned and you, your life has been saved. And not Alyssa. We, things have been going great. Our relationship, we're reconnecting. She's doing right with she's her life. She's doing right. She's in phase two. She's got a gym membership. She's happy. Got a job. Yeah, got a vehicle. Cell phone. She's made great friends out there. Where is she? I will leave right now and go see her. I'm shaking. I'm nervous. Once again, I'm in that uniform. So you've got this image. You know, you're not supposed to break in a uniform. Alyssa is not in the hospital. Alyssa died. We found her dead in the bathroom. So I said, okay, I'm on my way. So I didn't cry. And I'll get more to that in a minute. So I dropped my phone and my head hit the steering wheel, but I started screaming. And I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So Officer Humphreys and You got Officer a couple House, of cops with you, yeah, thankfully. Th- yes. Thankfully. You're exactly right. Because if I would be by myself, I don't know what would have happened. But we're, we're, we're a close-knit family, and uh, at least the guys that I work with. And so Officer Humphreys gets out. He pulls me out of the car. What's going on? What's going on? I said, Alyssa, they just found Alyssa dead. What happened was, Bill, is that she was supposed to be at prayer that morning. She didn't show up at prayer. Mm. She's not in her room. The bathroom door is closed. They had to force the bathroom door open and she's laying face down on the bathroom floor. She'd been deceased for a few hours. So, the, the Her- heroin or? Yes, fentanyl? it was it was fentanyl. It was fentanyl. She was face down and even uh, had a bruise on her face uh, from hitting the floor. So, so what, when she'd been out working and stuff and got a little bit of money, the grip still had her and she just... She gave. She had a weak moment, and we all have weak moments, yeah. but that weak moment took my daughter's the, life. The problem is a weak moment for me is when I lose my temper with my kids or my wife, a weak moment for an addict can kill them. And you want to know something? Alyssa wasn't planning on dying that night. Um, she was planning on going back and getting in bed and waking up the next morning for prayer. Some solace that I've found in this is that she just stopped breathing. Fentanyl, you're just, you're just going to stop. Your heart's going to stop beating. So it was a peaceful death. We'll be right back. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Do you think she knew she was buying fentanyl? Oh, yes. I believe so. But everybody knows that stuff's killing folks now. Um, I think she was just going to try some. She just gave in. I will back up and say <laughs> that one of the reasons that this came about is she met a young lady at her job that was an addict. Yeah. They became friends. They had this conversation. That's a problem. That was a problem. So my coworkers put me in their police car. They drive me home. I call Roslyn. I call my mom. Actually, no, I called my sister, Michelle. I said, Michelle, Liz is dead. Call the family. Roslyn comes home. She drives me to Conway. R- Roslyn. My wife. Your wife. Yes. She's a school teacher. She came home, and she's been such a godsend throughout all of this. But So Conway, 30 minutes, 25 minutes from North Little Rock. It's a college town. So we pull into the harbor home. I see the coroner's van. I see police cars. I see Alyssa's mom and stepdad. And we pull in and everything went into slow motion. The the rocks are the hitting, you know, the tires of the vehicle I'm in and everything's in slow motion. So you're hearing it. You're feeling it. Yeah. Your, the, your senses. This is on. a movie scene. This is not, I'm not getting ready to pull up and see my daughter being taken out in a body bag. So as a police officer, 25 years, you've seen you, dead. Bodies. You've had, you don't cry. So I had this luxury, so to speak, to flip it on. So I flipped it on police mode. And, I, and so I pull up and get out, and everybody's standing on the parking lot from the harbor home. Their mouths are over their, their face, their, their hands over their mouth like this. Right. People are crying. You could hear a pin drop. People are in shock. They loved Alyssa. So I get out, and... After about 10 minutes, I hear feet shuffling and they're opening up the door to the phase two trailer. And there came my daughter in a white body bag. So I'm going in police mode, right? Like I need to get information. I need to get this person's date of birth. That's the only way I can protect my emotions because I'm not believing that this is my daughter. My baby girl is being carried out in a white body bag. I asked the coroner and I knew that I knew the answer to this question, but I asked him anyway. Can you go back inside with my daughter? I want to see her one more time. He said, no, Mr. Norman, I can't. They put her in the back of the corners van. And as far as that van traveled away from the harbor home until I could see it no more, 
I stared at that van because that's my daughter in the back of that van. Once again, I'm still in shock and I'm not crying. 99% of people out there listening to this, if you see your baby girl or your baby boy or your husband or your wife carried out in a body bag, you're going to lose it. 13 months later, I still haven't had the cry that I want to have. I don't know why. I, I want to have that cry and people will say, Officer Norman, just cry. You can't just cry. And I don't know if it's I'm still protecting my brain. I feel like with with one good cry, the cries that you tears are just flowing. And after that, you take a good nap. Those cries. I, I can't I can't have it. And I don't want to be strong. Do you think I want, it's because you're a cop? I think it's because I'm a cop because I'm I've always been in control. I've been in control of people's lives for 25 years as a police officer. You pretty much call the shots. If you get That's caught a to heavy a personal burden to carry. It it is and do you feel like you haven't given your daughter her just due because you haven't mourned her properly? That, that's crossed my that's crossed my mind, Bill. I I pray to God, give me I want to be weak for twenty minutes. Let me be weak. Let me cry. And there's been times that it's almost came out, but I feel like I owe Alyssa tears now i know that she's watching this and she wants her dad to be strong she also knows what's in your heart she she does and and i feel like it's why my daughter died at 26 years old of a devil of a drug and i can't cry and i just you know it's it's, it's I mean, you see things in life as a police officer that I wouldn't want my mom to see. I wouldn't want you to see. I would, I've seen some bad things that have made me. You think it's desensitized you to death? It, it has. Because guess how many times I've responded to overdoses in 25 years a lot? Guess how many times I've cried? Zero. Zero. You walk out with a pen and but a it's not. It's obviously not that you don't care and love and have concern because you do. That's been your entire career. But somehow you've become desensitized to the finality of, of, of death. That's but it pisses me off, Bill, that I can't cry. It, 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 it makes me angry. Could and, you cry before you were a cop? Oh, I'm a cry, cry baby. Don't take me to, <laughs> don't take me, don't, don't take me to a movie. Don't take me to a movie that's going to make me cry. Oh, I remember one time. I'm and I'm I'm a I don't know. I was before I became an officer, but I was on a date and I started. She's like, "Are you crying?" I was like, "Yes, I'm crying." But but I'm telling you, you see people on the interstate in horrific accidents, decapitated, and and you know people are driving by like, "Oh my gosh, me!" Once again, pen, notepad, getting information, getting information. It's just, you know, it's just routine as being a police officer. I don't think you've processed your daughter in a personal way. I don't think I have. It's only been a year, right? And so it's still. I think you're still a cop yeah, there. And I'll, let, let me ask you this. Have, um, well, hell, I'm just going to ask it. Have you felt sorry for yourself yet? And what I mean by that is this. Here's the great Tommy Norman who has changed lives in North Little Rock, Arkansas, and has given so much of his time and his effort and his love to people who desperately need it, and you did it out of the goodness of your own heart. Why your daughter? I feel like that. Why not someone else? Why does, why does that guy's daughter get taken from him? Why not some asshole's daughter get taken from him? I mean, have you had that? I've I've had that thought because Alyssa was 
She was breaking out of addiction. She was doing so well. Why build you up with all that anticipation and hope and then just rip your guts out when all you've done for 25 years is help people? Have you, have you allowed yourself to feel sorry for yourself in that regard? Because, as you and I both know, we all deal with all kinds of heartache and evil in our lives, and it's it, it's you know it's it's nothing personal against you, obviously. But I just wonder if you'd allowed yourself to fall into that rabbit hole. Well, I, to me, I feel like it would be a little unfair if I feel sorry for myself when Alyssa is the one that struggled with addiction. And there were times that I should have been there for Alyssa. I'm not going to make any bones about it. I should have been there more. Now. God is an amazing man because guess what God did? God brought Alyssa and her dad back together before she passed away. Imagine if I got a call at work and Alyssa and I hadn't talked for months. The guilt. Oh, Officer Norman. We, the guilt you would have had. But I just talked to her the night before and guess what our last text messages were, Bill? I love you and I love you too. She probably spoke to and interacted with you. You were probably the last person. Yes, yes. I was one of the last people, if not the last. But God, I mean, it's, it's just the fact that she wrote me that letter. And she thought twice about sending that letter. She asked the, the head of the Harbor Home. She read it. The lady says, yes, send that to your dad right now. So we had all this time together. And God knew that Alyssa needed her daddy and I needed Alyssa. Now, I don't know if you're going to talk about my health scare that happened four months after. Yeah, it's coming. Uh, okay. All right. So I want to, that's, that's a pretty crazy uh, it's, story. But it's just, it's <clears throat> just, I, again, um, your story has so many different levels and the things you've done are so inspiring, but it's just, life sucks. Life is tough. And, and, you know, I, I don't want to sensationalize your daughter's death. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to emphasize that, um, you know, we continue to do the things we do in spite of terrible circumstances, not because all our circumstances are perfect. And I think you dealing with the death of your daughter is a, is a perfect example um, of dealing with struggles. And I want to say this, that if any person listening to this can, can, can learn something from Melissa's death is if you have a daughter or a son or a friend or a mom or a dad that you're not talking to, swallow your pride, text them, call them, and have a conversation. Because you never know. You never it know. It literally may be, that's cliche as crap, that it may be the last day, but it you're living proof that it could be. And I don't know that I could be here with you right now sharing my story if Alyssa passed and we hadn't reconnected. Dad would have ate me away. The guilt would have killed yeah. you. But God knew what he was doing. And that's beautiful. This, there's some silver linings throughout Alyssa's death. I've used her story to save other addicts' lives. I've had addicts reach out to me because of Alyssa Norman's death. They want to get help. And, and people all across the world now know about Alyssa, not for the reasons I want them to know about her. But she was this vibrant, beautiful young lady. She just passed her real estate exam. So, and she's closer to graduating from the Harbor home and, and starting her life over again. Um, she was a mom and she, Alyssa was amazing. And you know, it's, it's, uh, not going to question God, although I did, but I miss her. Um, it's tough. The holidays, you, you know, we're just finishing up with the holidays. It was, the holidays were tough. I think last year I was in shock. So she passed away a week before Thanksgiving this year. 
felt like maybe the first years, uh, the first year of holidays, because the, the numbness is starting to wear off. Right. And this shield over my heart that has come somewhat from being a police officer is starting to kind of chip away. And maybe that cry is coming. We'll be right back. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. But as you deal with that grief, even though you haven't been able to cry, as you said, um... It took a pretty big toll on you physically. You you had a even after that you had even another challenge. You had a heart attack. I did. Um, March nineteenth was on a Saturday night, which is we're talking four or five months. After Almost her four death. months through the day. Almost four months through the day. So still in shock, heartbroken, grieving, depressed, anxiety, all the things that were never in my vocabulary. Are you still on your beat? Oh, uh, yes. Still on your beat, still putting <clears throat> a brave smile on, talking to kids, talking to families, posting pictures of kids. You're still going through your life. Yeah, but guess what? But Bill? underneath all of it, you're miserable. Yes, I'm, I'm still, I still suffer from depression. And I think that someone that has a platform that I've been blessed with, it's important to share that I am depressed. Um, I miss my daughter. I'm never going to see her again, um, at least on not on this earth. And, and, um, so March 19th, I uh, go to bed on a Saturday night, March Madness, right? I'm watching March Madness. Yeah, basketball fan. Yeah. You got to be. Yeah, just love it. So pain in my chest. I tell my wife. Are you sure you're pain in your chest because Arkansas is not in it? <laughs> uh, no, I think they were in it. <laughs> oh, were they really? They went to the Elite Eight again. Uh, uh, okay. so, so at that my time, bad. they were still in uh, it. All right. Um, and, and then uh, so I go to sleep. I wake up the next morning. I'm in briefing, and I feel the pain in my chest again. It's starting to. Kind of go down my left arm, but it would stop like oh, right below my shoulder. That's scary. I mentioned to my sergeant, 
And then come I, on, dude, you're a cop. You've been around this 25 years. You knew exactly what it was. So, oh, it gets better. So I go eat lunch with two of my coworkers. You um, still hadn't done anything. No, and you're, is the pain still there? So when I left lunch, I had to pull over on the side of my uh, patrol area. Um, I'm having shortness of breath, and the uh, pain was getting worse. What do I do? I go get a Sprite. <laughs> really? Because if well, you, hold it, I thought Coke Zero was your beverage. Well, but if you want to burp, oh. drink a Sprite. I'm thinking it's indigestion. Are you kidding me? I was having a massive heart attack. But but hold on. So I finished my shift, and then later on that evening, March Madness is getting even juicier. Come out. You still. I hadn't paid attention to it. Okay, because this is when I finally paid attention. I'm putting on my night clothes. Uh, Roslyn's there. We're going to watch basketball. Who? Pain. Who's my, it? my wife, Roslyn. Yeah, got it. The pain, this is when she took me to the ER. The pain was on the left side of my face, traveled down my left arm and to my left fingertips. She took me to the ER, and when I got in the truck, because once again, I've been in control of my life almost the entire time, but I feel like something serious is happening. I hit the side of the truck and I say a curse word because I'm scared. The previous time I was this scared was when I had to answer the phone about Alyssa's death. I'm scared I get to the ER. The ER is packed. They do an EKG, my blood pressure. I tell them my symptoms. They bypass I'm everybody. I'm walking straight in. Straight in. Put a gown on me. Uh, drew my blood. Blood comes back. My, my troponin levels, troponin levels are elevated. That's a sign of a heart attack. They admit me to CCU, and the doctor comes in and does a cath. He puts two stents on my heart, and when I finally wake up, these are some of the scariest words, Bill, I've ever heard in my life. His, uh, his name's Dr. Yadav. Love the guy. Um, Mr. Norman, you suffered a massive heart attack. If I would have waited much longer, I wouldn't Dad. be here. All right, let me ask you something. I don't know much about heart attacks. I probably should, being fat and redheaded in a high-stress position in my life and everything else. Um, so my understanding is diet, weight, but external pressures such as stress and heartache and depression can also have a significant effect on your body. In fact, there's a, there's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. It's written by a psychologist who has done a, a, an enormous amount of work connecting um, trauma to body ailments and how trauma and unresolved trauma especially literally makes people physically ill. To what extent do you think the death of your daughter contributed five months later and your depression and your sadness and your inability to properly mourn contributed to your heart actually giving out on you other than genetics on my dad's side of the family um there was a history of heart disease um but everything you mentioned was like the icing on the cake my heart was under so much trauma from heartache from the depression and from the anxiety and me losing some hope in life um was never suicidal but i was very very depressed so I'm laying in a hospital bed, Bill, and there's all these machines, and I'm hooked up to, to these machines, and I hear beeping. But I hear in my ear my daughter Alyssa, and she says, Dad, not today. Meaning, not today. You're not going to die today. 
Medical personnel saved my life and God saved my life, but Alyssa Norman is the one that really saved my life. She knew that it wasn't time for her dad to reunite with her. I've got more work to do on this earth. And Alyssa knew that. Alyssa saved my life. And so you rehabilitate. When's, when, do you, when do you get to go back to work? So I was off, ironically, seven, I guess is considered a lucky number. I was off 77 days. So I go back to work, and this was amazing. So this is March, April, May, June, July. Yes, yeah, it was in the. It was right around my my work anniversary, which is June fifteenth. And I go back to work, and the love I received from the not community. only my coworkers but my communities, which mean the most to me. You know, welcome back, Officer Norman, and honking and waving and hugging me. It's like I'm back where I need to be. I'm back where Alyssa Norman wants me to be. I'm back with my. My family. I'm back in living rooms. I'm back on front porches. I'm back on front lawns. I'm back going to birthday parties. Now, I will say 13 months later, I'm still hurt. Um, like I said, those words and taking medication for anxiety and depression. No, 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 no. But I do because you, you can be a police officer and you can think you can save the world, but God's going to sit you on your butt. Well, see, that's kind of, you know, look. Before we met, I read a lot, looked at a bunch of articles, you know, producers put together good information so that I have a better idea of who I'm talking to and, you know, looked at your social media and everything else. But this is what dawned on me and the the tapestry I'm trying to stitch together is, is that 25 years ago, you went into a community that was scared to death of cops. And that you taught us, many cops were scared to death of the communities in their beat. And you simply got out of your car and were kind. And you built a communal family and a relationship between the police and the community. And then after all that great work, you go through a miserable year where you lose your daughter and you have a heart attack and you damn near die. And then, oddly, the very community that you work to save is probably the very thing that gives you hope and that is saving you. And that's kind of the payoff because you get so much more out of what you put into it. And your your story is just present proof of that very thing. That's a beautiful thing, man. I mean, that that the community that you felt like you needed to be in early in your life is the community that you know you need to be in now and they're as supportive of you as you were of of them. I mean, I don't know what community policing's supposed to look like, but that's beautiful. Having a heart and just kind of being an advocate for humanity is much bigger than community policing because in three years and about six months, I can technically retire, but guess what? I'm not going to be done giving. That uniform will be hung up and, you know, I'll have this retirement ceremony and probably the next day, if not that same day, I'm going to be right back out there. Because once again, it's it's like with you coaching football, I'm sure you told them, you know, it wasn't that that uniform or the name on the back, but it's it's more about your heart and uh, giving at 15 years old. I'm 50 now, so I've been giving for 35 years and whether it's a handshake, whether it's a hug, whether it's telling someone I love you, um, that's giving. Right. Like I said, you don't have to be Bill Courtney or Tommy Norman to give. So people out there listening, go out and do something in your community. 
Hold the door open for somebody. Somebody's at Walmart and they can't reach that item off the top shelf. Get that item off the top shelf. That's going to make you feel good. I mean, and what you might find out, as in my case and yours, is that um, oddly life has a way of reminding you that you get so much more out of it than you put into it. Yes. And in your case, in my case, I, I think that's completely evident and true. Uh, just, I, I just can't thank you enough for this opportunity, just from hearing your story. And I know you're a humble person, but I will say this. I, today I've met a, a, a real life hero. Oh, man, um, come on. I know you don't like it. <laughs> I, I listened to your story, but man, just when I, whenever Alex walked me in and I told. Uh, Alex is our producer. Yeah, Alex, the producer. And I told uh, Elizabeth and Kaya, it's like, that's, that's Bill talking. That's his voice. <laughs> so I've got a video of me meeting you that I'm going to post. So so a million people are going to see your red hair. I love that. Now I got a question. I know we got a. Is that is that a University of Man Manassas U hat? No. Oh, it's not. Oh, okay. I thought it my said UN. Oldest, okay. My oldest daughter. You would normally see me in an Ole Miss hat. Oh, okay. I graduated from Ole Miss, but my my oldest daughter spent the last year doing canyoneering in Montana. Okay. And I, when Lisa and I went to visit her, they, they have uh, the University of Montana there. And this oh, is wow. the University of Montana Grizzlies oh, okay. football hat. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's what it is. And I wear it around here because nobody knows what it is. <laughs> right, 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 right. So that's it. Okay. Um, this is an army of normal, folks. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you have two and, a half two and a half million followers or not. You're just a normal dude. And we established that the way you grew up. One of the things we're trying to do is connect people. Um, any of the stories we tell, we've we've always, and up to me, we'll give out our personal contact information because if anybody hears what we're talking about and is incented to, to do something in their communities, we want to make sure that, that the, the, the guest on this show, as well as me and anybody else, they can use as a resource. So, Tommy, would you mind sharing your contact information? Maybe there's a police officer out there that has heard this that wants to reach out. Maybe there's a, a middle-aged guy like you and me struggling with a, a, a depression. Maybe there's a 25-year-old young woman out there struggling with addiction. Maybe there's community leaders out there that, that want to hear how Tommy Norman polices. God only knows in your story. There's all kinds of different ways that, that you can have a positive effect. And we want people to be able to reach out to you if they want to. Would you mind sharing your contact information? Absolutely. So my email address is OF, it's O as an ocean, F as in Frank, Thomas Norman at yahoo.com. Social media, Facebook is Officer Tommy M. Norman. Instagram is T Norman 23, 23 for who, Bill? Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan, brother. <laughs> and then the last is Twitter. Twitter is at Officer Norman. So follow me on any one of those, and would love to hear from you. You need to let the North Little Rock police, you need to talk them into letting 23 that be would be, That would be nice. That like would be one nice. Adam 12. Uh, right, right. To Tommy Norman 23. 23. <laughs> That's it. All right, buddy. Thanks for sharing Thank that. You. And if anybody wants to reach out to you, should they should they be afraid to? Or Oh, no. No, no, no. I'll maybe talk your ear off. But no, please reach out. Love it. Tommy, I want to tell you something. It has been a distinct honor to spend time with you. Your story is phenomenal. Um, you know, I'm late to the game. You got two and a half million followers, so there's plenty of people that know all about your story, but I, I hope more hear the story, and most importantly, I hope more are inspired by what you do, and I am 
absolutely of the belief that, you know, so much of what ails us can be fixed by a normal guy from North Little Rock who grew up with eight siblings who decided he wanted to be a policeman not to write tickets and arrest people, but to actually love people and meet them and, and actually protect and serve. And you've changed lives and your life has been changed. And your story is just so damn inspiring. And it, it's really been an honor to spend these last few hours with you, Tommy. Uh, coming from you to say that my story is inspiring, um, it means a lot. And thank you for all you do. Thank you for your hospitality and... Uh, Coach, I mean, I love you. Love you too, brother. All right. <laughs> you know, I've met the guy once, and I honestly do love Tommy Norman. It's it's a bona fide bromance. We both thank all of you who made it through all three parts. I hope you found it as worthwhile as I did. I um, I learned a ton. Thank you. To join an army of normal folks, go to normalfolks.us and sign up to become a member of the movement. We would love to hear what you do. And if there's stories you've heard that you think I need to know, write me anytime at bill at normalfolks.us. As you've heard, everyone we're featuring, myself included, are sharing our direct contact information. We're hoping to build a real community that's unlike anything America has ever seen. If you enjoyed this episode, rate it, review it, share it with friends and on social, retweet it or Twitter it, or Facebook it, or whatever Alex calls it. All the things that you can do will help us grow. An army of normal folks. I'm Bill Courtney. I'll see you next week. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.